Hello, Shantiana Keys here, WBCA Manager of Education, and welcome to this week's episode of the WBCA podcast, Growing Our Game, where we discuss a variety of topics about women's basketball. Today, I sit down with Lindsay Wilson, founder of Positive Performance Training. Wilson works with student athletes and coaches to unlock a player and team's potential through mental performance training. In this episode, we will discuss why coaches are the perfect people to deliver mindset training even during a global pandemic, and why it is important to prioritize your mindset and self-care first as a leader of your team. We're coaches. We're leaders and teachers, dreamers and winners. We build excellent people, not just excellent players. We improve lives, not just records. The WBCA is the premier professional association for the community of women's and girls basketball coaches. Build your career in coaching, network with colleagues, and get up-to-date information about our sport. We are here for you every step of your coaching journey. Learn more about a WBCA membership and benefits at WBCA.org. Thank you so much for joining me, Lindsay. Uh, We are very interested in the work that you do at Positive Performance and and what you do with student-athletes and coaches um, in terms of mental training. But before we dive deeper, what exactly is mental training? Can you explain it to us and how have you found yourself in this field? Yeah, um, well, good morning, good afternoon, wherever everybody's at. Thanks for having me so much. I have so much respect for the work you guys are doing to help coaches across the country, especially in times like this. And I've always loved working with women's basketball coaches, of course, because that's my background. Um, So thanks for having me on today. You know, mental training to me, I think at its basic is training your mind to to really overcome any challenge that's in front of you. You know, oftentimes we all have these situations in our life or on the court where we have a challenge or something in front of us. And can we believe that we are bigger than that challenge or is the challenge going to sort of overtake us? And I think in those moments, that's really the definition of mental training. Like in those moments, can you believe and do you have the skills to overcome that challenge? Because so often it's mental. I mean, there are definitely physical limitations as we all know, but uh, we don't get to the physical limitations first. We get to our mental limitations. So that's in it in a nutshell, basically. And I think for me, I was a professional basketball player, as you know, and I played obviously in, in college and None of that would have happened without mental training. And I really had a crossroads at my life at about 16 when I had these big basketball goals and I was doing all the physical work. We all know those athletes. Maybe we were those athletes that we hit the wall mentally and we know we're doing what we need to do on the physical side and it's not showing up on the court. And I, w- I would have quit without mental training. You know, and I don't know that I would have physically quit, right? Like, I don't know if I would have like called my coach and said, I'm done, but I don't think that I would have kept doubling down on my dreams. And that's almost more, that's almost worse, right? Like those, those athletes, and we all coach them that have given up and just decided they're going to be a role player. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but we know that they're capable of more and they just mentally can't go there anymore. You know, they've been disappointed too many times or they're too fearful or whatever. And I had that moment in my life. And as I believe strongly when the student is ready, the teacher appears and I got a mental coach and everything changed from there. So that's why I'm so passionate about what I do because I really feel like my life trajectory changed because someone taught it to me. So I'm just trying to teach it to other people. <laughs> so that's, that's what, where I'm coming from. Yes, absolutely. And, and you talk about those student athletes with the barriers or you yourself with some of those barriers. What, what barriers can mental training help athletes overcome? Well, you know, I think about certain teammates that I had over the years at really every level, you know, and 
they were the ones that, that were very talented and frankly, often much more talented than I was or am, um, had all the physical skills were doing the hard work. You know, these, for me, these weren't the people that were sort of, uh, you know, lazy or anything like that. Right. Like they were doing the physical work, but when push came to shove, they could not allow themselves to really like give it all on the court. Like they were too fear-based. They were holding back. They were hesitant. They were scared of failure. They were scared of losing. They were scared of winning, you know, like they just couldn't. And we've had those experiences. Everybody that's listened probably played right at a, probably at a, like a serious level. And we've had those moments where we got lost in the game and we found flow and we gave our best and we just were relentless. Like that, that's really brave to be relentless. Right. And that's true for life too. Like those times when we're just like, you know what, we're giving everything that we have. And those are like those beautiful moments. That's why we love sports, right? Those moments and they can come pretty rarely or they can come pretty often. And a lot of it comes down to mental training. Like, can you sacrifice yourself, your ego, your body even, and give of yourself to the game and really expect nothing in return. That's the other thing. Like we want to guarantee winning and, and success, and that's not going to happen. So can you still give, can you be lost in the moment? Can you focus on the, the journey and the process and not always the results? And I think in a lot of ways, mental training, that's the crux of it. Like being able to be brave in those moments and, And the other thing is not everybody, um, it's not like, you know, basketball is so public, but only you really know if you're giving everything. That's the thing. I I think that's another thing with mental training is like, if you're holding back at all, if you're not surrendering yourself to playing, you may be the only person that knows completely. Um, But you do know, (laughs) and it's not a good feeling, especially when you walk off that court and you know, you didn't give it your all. So that's what I try to help people with. And with the the anxiety that a lot of players are are feeling, I, I imagine now even with COVID, um, and, and you mentioned you know being fear based and scared. Do you see new obstacles in terms of anxiety and COVID as coaches kind of enter this this new season or new normal right now? Yes, I think a lot of it is unpredictable, but I think also, you know, when we're looking at sports in general they don't happen in a vacuum, right? Like any of us that have played know that, like if something happens in our personal life, it it can be uh, an escape, but it can also really affect us on the court. And so the situation that we are all in and coaches, athletic directors, everybody, and globally is the definition of anxiety. Like we don't know what's going to happen. We have very little control over what's going to happen and it's very unpredictable. So we are all in this moment. And so it's a lot of it is, is developing the skills to deal with that and let go of control and those sorts of things. But I think more specifically on the court, it remains to be seen, right? Like, but I will say that I think it's very similar to someone coming back from injury as far as if there's a lot of delays, um, you know, their people's confidence can get, take a hit or they can, um, you know, wonder if they're going to stay at the same level. They can be sort of, you know, it, it's like, that's why we have preseason games, right? It's to sort of like get our legs under us and get the flow back. And some of that is physical for sure, but some of that really is mental and recognizing that we're all in this together and like nobody's had a perfect off season or preseason, you know, like that we're just do, we're all doing the best we can. And so no one has, you know, an advantage in that perspective. Um, but I think, you know, 
as we were emailing back and forth, getting ready for this, I think one of the things that I'm really trying to instill in my coaches and my communities and like my private Facebook group and all the coaches that I coach is making sure that coaches are taking care of themselves because as leaders, our mental energy, our aura, our vibration, whatever you want to call it, it automatically, and you know, for for me as a parent, like people pick up on your anxiety, on your worry, on your stress. And so the more we can almost go inwards, I know we all want to take care of our athletes and I think that's really important, but the more we can go inwards and work on our own response to the situation, the better our athletes and the people that we influence and the people that we lead are going to be because they're going to pick up on that. You know, you can tell them to, you know, I always joke. It's like the coach that comes in and tells and yells at everybody during a timeout, like everybody calm down. And it's like, that doesn't work. We all understand why that doesn't work. right? <laughs> like, and I think it's the same thing with COVID. Like if we're telling people to relax or not worry, and then we're really worried well, they're going to pick up on that. Like they're not stupid, right? We're all humans. We all read each other. And so making sure coaches are practicing what they preach when it comes to the mental side and self-care and working on our mindset and all those sorts of things. So I think it's a tremendous opportunity to, you know, a lot of the coaches I'm sure that are listening and are involved in the WBCA are used to operating at a really high level, right? And a lot of them are type A. I coach a lot of you guys. So I'm, I know you guys, right? Like they are driven and they have been, you know, pedal to the metal maybe for years. And all of a sudden we're like at a stop sign. We don't know when we're going to progress. And that's really hard. And so, but it's also an opportunity. It's an opportunity to reevaluate. It's an opportunity to work on your mindset. We have a little bit of stillness and that can, again, that can increase our anxiety if we let it, or we can use it as an opportunity to reflect and hold the mirror up and make some changes and relax. I know that's like a dirty word in sports, but you know, I think that's really important as well. Absolutely. Have to have to take care of yourself before you can really take care of other people. Um, so coaches may feel uncomfortable using this method. Um, maybe feel ill prepared, um, as it, you know, involves elements from psychology and neuroscience, but why do you believe coaches are a good vehicle for this information? So there's kind of two schools of thoughts and I don't think they're, um, you have to choose either or, right? Like I based my consulting career and coaching career as a mindset coach on the premise that like, it's really nice to have another voice. You know, if you're a, a let's say you're a division two head coach and you know, your, your athletes listen to you all day, every day. It is really nice to bring in someone like me to talk about mental training. I'm an expert. It's a different voice. Even if I'm saying the exact same thing the coach is saying. Um, and so there is definitely a benefit to that, but on the flip side, one, a lot of schools and coaches and programs can't afford someone like me to come in. They just can't, right? That there's money doesn't grow on trees. It's never going to happen, especially right now. And there's also the physical limitations, right? I mean, I do a lot of Zoom and a lot of, um, uh, yeah, virtual training. I always have, and it's cheaper for sure. But, um, you know, it just may not be available right now for, for a number of reasons. And so the flip side is that of that is, I really believe that coaches have a tremendous opportunity to implement mental training with their athletes. And as you mentioned, a lot of them don't feel prepared or it feels overwhelming or it feels like um, I don't even know where to start. And and that can be hard. And we have resources for that if people want to look um, to make it really easy because, you know, no one's really, I study this, but like from a coaching perspective, like where you learn zone defense and you learn 
you know, um, how to do a full court press. And like, you pick up these things, like who teaches you the book on mental training? Like no one. Right. And so it can feel really overwhelming, but I will also say that the nice thing about implementing even a few things, like, you know, we have a, a 16 week program that, that coaches, and it's just like one thing a week. Right. And you teach it. And then you have the system that you can go back to. But even if you implement a few things, it's really nice for the coaching staff. Even when I go in, like the coaching staff has to be on board, but you can reinforce all this stuff during practice. So the method that we teach is learn, practice, execute. So let me give you an example. So let's say the problem is your athletes um, get too nervous in games. So that's a competition issue. So what we may do is we may implement a pre-game routine for everybody. And so they would learn it and you would learn it too as a coach. Then you would practice it. So let's say it's a breathing exercise that you do and you do it before practice. So it's not like game day, all of a sudden they're doing this new tool. So they've learned it. And let's say we do the braver, which is one of our um, uh, trademark tools that we teach. And it's a breathing visualization exercise. It takes about five minutes. So you're going to learn it. They're going to learn how to do it. They're going to learn how to do affirmations. They're going to learn how to do breathing exercises. You know, the training part of it. They're going to learn it. Then they're going to practice it and practice. So every day before practice, they are doing the braver. So when game day comes, they have this routine that they can execute on before competition. And so if you think of anything from a mental training perspective, you want to work on self-talk or you want to work on um, a free throw routine, or you want to work on a mistake ritual, all, any tool you teach, you learn it, you practice it and you execute it. If coaches can take one thing away from this, it's that if you want to teach a mental training tool, whatever it is, and maybe it's something we teach, maybe it's something someone else to teach. doesn't really matter. Your athletes have to learn it. They have to practice it and they have to execute it. Most people want to switch. They want to, um, they want to take the shortcut to execution, right? Coaches, athletes, doesn't matter. People are like, what do I do when my athletes screw up in the middle of the game? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I am not a miracle worker. What we have to do, it's like trying to get in better shape on game day, right? We have to go back to the weight room. We have to learn how to do a power clean. We have to practice it so that we're strong on game day. Um, so that's a little trick that coaches can use. But I do believe that coaches have an enormous opportunity because they're with their athletes and they have that rapport and trust already. So they don't have to build that up the way that I do when I come into to, onto campus. They already have that and they're there every day so they can reinforce stuff in a, in a really um, practical, actionable way. You know, in the middle of a drill, they're screwing up. It's like, okay, do your mistake ritual. Um, you know, take a deep breath. Visualization, you know, if, if they need to take a break during practice. So you can reinforce all these things. And I know that it feels overwhelming for a lot of coaches, but this is my also advice. And whether it's us or, or somewhere somewhere else, get a system, right? Like you don't have time to sift through the internet and find a program. You know, if, and it's the same thing that you, you don't do that on the strength side for most people, even though it may cost a little money, even though it may be, you know, easier, you do know a little bit something about weight training, you get a system because it's really hard to show up to the weight room and be like, okay, guys, um, let's see, uh, whoa. you know, like you don't want to do that and you don't want to do that on the mental training side either. Like just get a system. It's so much easier. Someone wise person told me one time, Lindsay, don't reinvent the wheel. It's already been invented. And you know, you don't have to do that on the mental training side either. There's lots of resources. Um, 
And a lot of them are, some of them are free, but I will also say that you can waste a lot of time surfing the internet and, um, you know, it's easier to, to get somebody that can just do it for you. Thank you, Lindsay, for that practical, uh, you know, something that coaches can implement, you know, immediately into their program. Um, I know that you have a podcast and, and you do your daily mindset work um, that you mentioned this five minute routine. Um, where can coaches find this? So on our website at positiveperformancetraining.com, if you add the forward slash daily dash mindset dash beast, that is our, what we call the daily mindset beast. And so it's what I do. It's what all my coaching certification students do, where we sit down and we get our mindset right for the day. So what I see a lot of people doing, athletes and coaches and humans, is starting their day without some mindset work, and they become really inefficient, and they don't know where to start, they get overwhelmed, and they have you know, too much on their to-do list. And so this is a way to really get your mind right before you start your tasks. And it's a little bit like, you know, the way we would stretch before we work out, right? Like taking that time to make sure your mind is ready. And it's, we call it the daily mindset beast and it's, it's fun and it helps you get your, um, we, we journal, we do some, uh, brain dumping as far as task list, we do some goals and then we do that braver, which I, um, taught you before. And I talk about this too, in our, my my podcast, which is called the inner game. So we break it down a little bit further on that, but they can get that free download um, at the URL I just told you. So they can just use that worksheet. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I I like that, that approach stretch, stretching your mind before you get to work. That's uh, a great way to to look at it. Lindsay, I know a lot of our coaches are, are, you know, have been worried over the summer, they've lost time with their kids on the court, or at least, uh, you know, working out. Um, and then the, the potential of losing even more time now um, is, is looming. Um, what advice would you give to coaches? And what what things can they implement with their team um, a, as they move forward? Yeah, so as I mentioned before, I think, you know, every situation is both a challenge and an opportunity, right? And I think the opportunity right now is for because we're so limited on the physical side for us to really work on our mental game. And I think a lot, as I mentioned before, like a lot of people can look back, knock on wood, you never had a big injury, but my guess is a lot of people have struggled with that. And oftentimes people come back better, right? Because they're watching film or they're just watching practice or they're working on their mental game. And I think this provides a little bit of a similar opportunity where people can really double down on the mental side and really work on these things that maybe they've neglected. And one thing is visualization. So one thing we know about the brain is it doesn't know the difference between real and imaginary. So you think about if you go to a scary movie, I will literally like scream in the middle of the theater, right? Like I really feel the fear and we all have those experiences or we're sad at a movie. Like Anytime our brain experiences something, we have the enormous ability to to experience it as if it's happening. And so visualization can be a great way to get in mental reps. It can be a great way for athletes to stay sharp. And it doesn't have to be, um, you know, a crazy thing. Like like I taught the the braver, you know, we, we do the braver before practice. Athletes can start learning how to visualize themselves playing or visualize a certain skill. And it's certainly something that when you are on the court, they can do, you know, when I'm coaching, I I have people stop and do visualization if they do a rep right, or they fix it if they don't do it right. And so visualization is this enormously powerful tool. I mean, if you've ever watched the Olympics, right, you see like 
the swimmers or the, the, the downhill race ski racers, right? They are all visualizing their races ahead of time. And in basketball, it's the same thing. Like you can close your eyes. And I think the easiest way to do it is pretend like you have a GoPro on your forehead and you actually see, feel, and hear yourself playing as if it's happening right now. And this is enormously powerful. And even if you don't know what you're doing, even if you feel silly, even if you think, you know, well, I need, the only way I can teach this is if I'm a complete expert in it. And that's just not true. We all have the enormous ability to close our eyes and visualize. And in fact, we do it all the time. We think about what we have for dinner. We think about a vacation we're going to have, you know, we might call it daydreaming, but it's still visualization. And I think, um, you know, I could, I could, I can do visualization really well. I, I learned hypnosis. I can do a guided visualization. That's awesome that you will love, but you can also just do it yourself. And I think it doesn't have to be only done by the experts. It doesn't have to be something that feels um, like you have, you have to go to school for, you have to learn, you can just do it. And, um, you know, we can kind of de demystify it a little bit because it is a power. It is a kind of a superpower that all of us possess, even if we don't feel like we're super great at it right away. Um, so that would be my advice. If, if there's one thing that coaches really can't implement, regardless of gym time, regardless of COVID is visualization. Yeah, absolutely. And even with, you know, some of, um, the other divisions that have already, you know, canceled sports, uh, that, that is a good way that you can get your, your student athletes, as you said, getting reps um, and, and preparing for competition. So I think that's great advice. Yeah, and I think the other thing that um, I see a lot of coaches, one, sort of, again, not sure about it because they don't feel like they're an expert. And I would say, you know, get some training or get some resources from, from an expert or from a, a company that does this like ours. But you certainly don't have to. But if you need that, do it. But then also, regardless of whether you do that, like, do it with your athletes. Like, don't tiptoe around it. Don't try it out. You know, don't um, don't act like it's something like you have to present it in the right way. You know, like, yes, your athletes may laugh. Yes, they may feel silly. Yes, they may be like, what are we doing? But, you know, if, if this was 50 years ago and you were implementing weight training, they would think the same thing. So don't, let's not be sensitive about it, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, if you want to do it, do it. But, um, you know, you got to kind of go into it with, with two feet, even if you don't potentially know what you're doing exactly. <laughs> you just got to go with it because it really is a powerful tool. All right. So I usually ask this question um, of all of our guests. Uh, what is some advice you would give to your younger self? Oh, where to start? Well, you know, I, like I said, I was really lucky. Um, I got mindset coaching at a really young age. So I, I actually did get some of these lessons. I think a lot of it was, um, was making sure that I was practicing it um, regularly, but you know, I think a lot of it comes down to letting things be easy. I, I think, and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, as an athlete, as a high level athlete, I know a lot of the people that are listening you know, we're taught to just go, go, go. And there is definitely a part of, of sports that you need that you need that relentlessness, that hard work, that last one in the gym, you know, kind of thing. And I was, I was that for sure. And, I, and I, that served me very, very well. But I think the flip side is that of that is sometimes it's hard to let things be easy. And I see this with coaches a lot, like, yes, hard work is important, but that is a small piece of it. That's kind of a given. And at some point, the, the, 
returns are diminishing and letting things be easy that can be easy is I think a mindset shift for a lot of people. Like they think all of a sudden they're just going to be like lazy and on the couch and doing nothing with their life. Um, and so for me, I think it's uh, trying to find that balance of working really, really hard when I need to work hard and then letting things be easy when they can be easy. Lindsay, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Um, learned a lot about, you know, mental training and, and, you know, how powerful just, you know, resetting your mind at the beginning of the day can be um, before you, you dive into work and obviously before you start working with your athletes. Um, so I appreciate your time. Um, and where can our coaches find you on, on social media? So I'm on Instagram at Lindsay Positive Perform, and I also do a daily uh, podcast. So anywhere you get podcasts, if you want to just a little five minute um, mental hack in the morning, I'm at the Inner Game Podcast with Lindsay Wilson. Um, oh, and then I have a private Facebook group. I'll give you guys this in the show notes because you can search for Positive Performance. But we have about four thousand plus coaches uh, from all different sports, but certainly a lot of women's basketball coaches, just talking about mental training and figuring it all out together and asking questions and creating a pretty cool online community. Uh, it's a Facebook group, so. Um, yeah, any of those places would be great. All right. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the WBCA podcast, Growing Our Game. Share your thoughts on today's discussion by using the hashtag WBCA podcast. For more information on the WBCA, visit WBCA.org and follow us at WBCA 1981. Thank you, and we'll see you here for our next episode of Growing Our Game.